Heavenly Father, please bless this journey we are about to go on and the people we will meet along the way. Welcome to Traveling Grace and Mercy. I'm your fly attendant, Daisha. And I've been on this life journey for 36 years, from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, to Okinawa, Japan, Temple University, Temple May, Philly May, to Tochigi, Japan, and Tokyo, where I spent most of my adulthood and career in communications, media production, DJing, and entertainment nightlife brand consulting. You'll hear me reference this often in my content. I've been in America three years and the transition has not been easy. Now I'm starting a new journey and want people who love traveling or those that are nervous or apprehensive about traveling to explore the idea of traveling grace and mercy as seen through cultures, beliefs, myself, and people I'm meeting along my life journey like the one I'm with today. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. Well, my my name is James. Um, I met Daisha, what, six years, years ago? ago? Six yeah. years ago. We met in Tokyo, but uh, both have roots in Pennsylvania. Uh, hey, my hey. family's from Philly. Uh, grew up in uh, Austin, Texas, where we are now, actually. She actually made her way down here to see me, so that's pretty pretty uh respectable i love you japan fam <laughs> but yeah so i mean uh, um got uh got some ballroom stuff going on we're gonna get into that i guess my ballroom name is kinshasa mizrahi yeah the iconic house of mizrahi so, congratulations i'm uh, so happy about this we'll talk yeah, about this my uh house mother legendary kopi mizrahi kopi i did a Kofi <laughs> so. <laughs> Sensei. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that at some point later, though. Now we can't quite pinpoint how we met, but we know it's through Brooke. Yes, my brother Brooke, who yes. went to Temple Japan. So I went to Temple Japan. Follow too. When were you there? I was there oh four to oh five, and then again in oh seven. I moved to Japan in 06, but I was in Tochigi. I didn't move to Tokyo until 08, but I was coming back and forth. And see, in 08, I was in Kofu, on Yamanashi. Wow. And that's when I met Vince. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when I met Vince, but I know I was going to the Pink House. Pink House was like where a lot of foreigners met, and at the time, Pink House was Pink in Shibuya. Yeah. I heard, it, I heard it was in Roppongi first, then Shibuya, and it went back to Roppongi. If I'm correct, I might have that wrong. It was somewhere well, first. When I when I found out about it from TUJ, it was in Shibuya. Yeah. And Brooke used to always go there with his karate assassin groups. Like that's what it's, <laughs> it's not karate. It's not karate. He does. Yeah, um, Brooke, Brooke was, he did, Shin Kali. He does yeah, Shin Kali. Yeah, he was, he was always <laughs> karate assassin. Brooke, Brooke does some. Yeah, he has some kind of martial arts stuff always going on. Always trying to kill somebody, right. So we had met him. Was he at TUJ with you? Yeah, that's where I met him. So yeah, if y'all don't know, Temple University in Philly has a campus in Japan. When I was there, you could only go for a semester or a year. That's as long as the that visas were. Yeah. When I came back to live in Japan, they actually allowed four-year visas. Yeah. And they had changed because there it was, was no one like there that. from Philly. Yeah. It was yeah. all international students. That's crazy. But I met Brooke. He was there. And I guess y'all might have known each other. And I, I think he introduced I, us. Yeah, I randomly met Brooke. And then the irony of it was when I did go back to work in Tokyo, I ran into him at the uh, 
the city ward office when I was getting my green card. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into him randomly, and then he was like, yeah, you got to meet my Jarlem folks, and you got to meet Daisha, and that's how we initially The ended black up. ambassador, that's what I call myself. <laughs> 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 I was immigration to all black people in Japan. You, like, you I had though. to know everyone you, you, <laughs> to introduce you, everyone. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, we needed somebody like that, though, honestly. And were. now we're trying to figure out the first time we hung out. I don't know when we made the connection as far as ballroom invoke i did not know the black culture the black male culture side of voguing because growing up all i knew was madonna Madonna, vogue and the the nipple cones like that's all i knew and then you're like okay let me show you what it's like to the black gay male side culture just all that new york stuff yeah everything you start showing me these videos and i'm like why do y'all dance to club music because i was a baltimore club <laughs> dj like i yeah. love baltimore club music which is what philly and jersey club is, is it's all baltimore club music Basically. and pretty much which no it is like no yeah. y'all music yeah. is baltimore it, club it, that's what it is it, y'all just yeah, add much. your own um you know version to it but i couldn't believe it and you were young well the videos that you showed me was everybody dancing to you introduced me to Laomi and you were just showing me all these people yeah. I'm like what is going on <laughs> we gotta go out together and I love this music I don't remember when that moment happened though yeah like that's the that's the part I can't really remember yeah but we can't <laughs> but somewhere between Brooke introducing us and us just probably just cause we were all in Jarlem and Jarlem is specifically Setagayaku Shibuya kind of cool area in mm-hmm. Tokyo. It's an area in Tokyo, like a district in Tokyo, where Brooke lived and then you came, you were there before I, I was there. No, you were there before me. So Brooke had introduced me to a landlord who was very friendly to foreigners because it's hard to move around in Tokyo because yes. they're prejudiced against foreigners. You have to really find a landlord that that is welcoming to foreigners to live in their apartment block. Brooke had lived there first. He introduced me, then I moved. And then he introduced you, and then you moved. Mm-hmm. And I named it Jarlem. I was like, this is the Japanese Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we at. Because there were a couple other little random black people. <laughs> right, there, there too, were. Like, throughout the Sephardi line. Like, just, exactly. Running up and down. Maidan Mai. Sangenjaya. Like yeah, that whole area. I consider that all Jarlem. Yeah. yeah. The whole little cluster. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, little Japanese Harlem. Brooke, I called Brooke the mayor. So we would <laughs> hang out there. And but I think that's how it started. Just us hanging out and going to that little Mexican. Mexican oh my gosh, me cousin Tuka! I'm going back. I, I ran into her when I went when I went to visit last time, so definitely going back for my. That, that's how it started. Was us just hanging out there, and then we realized like our apartments were like not even ten minutes from each other, mm-hmm. and then we just started hanging out, and then that's when the voguing discussion came up. So one night, Mike Q, DJ Mike Q from Jersey, shout out to y'all. He came over. I think this was his first time yeah. DJing in Tokyo. Tokyo. He was at the yeah. Trump Room in Shibuya, and we were like, "Yo, we're going." Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was amazing! And that's when we—that's when I met my my legendary mother. Kobe. And Kobe was Kobe yes, was she right. did. She performed. Yes, was, she did. And perform. that's when we met her. That's when we met uh, her. Kobe is and a little ball so of cool. amazing. Yeah, she, energy. She, just, she served it. Yes, she, <laughs> she served it. And I remember meeting Mike Q. He was so just like quiet and shy uh, and super humble. And, and I was up. yes, he, he did. Up, yeah. Oh, I was in love with the music. I was like, yeah, oh my god, I love club music, and this is great. And da, da, da. He was just so sweet. And I remember keeping in touch with him ever since. And I have yet to come to a Vogue nights. I'm sorry, Blue. I'm coming. I live. 
live in New York now. She's I still in have New York it, right? and has no excuse now. Like oh. you, so don't don't let us slide. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. And then I think you and I. Or wait, the second one was the party. Yeah. So I I was doing a series called Blackout, and I happened to invite Kobe. And that night she bought legendary DJ Von Allure, who I didn't know. He was there and he's like, oh, you know, I'm from, I guess he was living in Baltimore at the time. I think so. And producing, like, legend in ballroom and all that kind of stuff, just making the music and the tracks. And I was like, you have to DJ. Like, please DJ at this event. So I had carved out time, like, yo, you're going on. Like, I don't care. He ended up DJing. Kobe's in there voguing, trying to teach me hands. And you get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about you on the mic, sir. Well, I was... Feeling real nice by that that point <laughs> in the evening, but yeah, but definitely uh, got the mic and gave some life to Kobe because she started going in and voguing down after that. So, <laughs> but you know, Vijon Allure was lacing it up as always. Like he's 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 you know legendary for a reason. So love it. But yeah, it was it was a good night. We had a lot of fun that night. Then I'm glad we have that on video <laughs> yeah, to remember because that was amazing. Tokyo, oh boy, I tell you. But yeah, those blackout parties were always legit. I tried. I tried to bring black culture to Tokyo and just have a place for us to celebrate and share with the Japanese people. Those were always <laughs> dope, though. Always. Well, I'm so glad that you were there and that we got to have that moment before you left. Because you ended up leaving about 2013, right? Uh, 2012, actually. 2012? I was there 2011 to 2012. <sighs> I know, right? Like, it, but that year, it's you know, it just it, it flew by. But then at the same time, a lot happened. A lot did happen. It, so, you were there for the earthquake, though. The big Marshall. I came right after it. All right. Oh, you missed. I oh, came right Lord. after it. Well, I'm glad you came after because everybody else was leaving. That yeah. was a very depressing. Time. <laughs> yeah, no, that like, was a depressing time for me that I didn't realize was depressing, but it was. <laughs> now that I look nah, back, yeah, was, I came right. I'm glad you were there. Right after that. Well, there you go. I'm sorry. That's our history of how we met. We had to reminisce right quick. But um, I want to get into your travels. Like, when's the first time you ever got on a plane? Where did you go? My family was military. I've been traveling since I was born, literally. Like, I was born at Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas. And then when I was, like, a couple weeks old, we went to Germany. And so, like, I had my first birthday in Germany. And we stayed there for a little bit. And then parents split up, so then my mom went back to Philly. And then we came back. I've always flown around on planes and stuff, so the travel's kind of like in my family. Mm -hmm. So, so you went from Germany to Pennsylvania Dutch. So you always been sausage sauerkraut in Pretzel. <laughs> I see. That's our heritage. <laughs> Pretty much With my Pennsylvania heritage. <laughs> Can't get away from it, but yeah. Mm -mm. This show is called Traveling Grace and Mercy because I've heard people wish people try like have Traveling Grace and Mercy, mm -hmm. and I always thought it was a religious thing until I looked, and it's not specifically referenced in the Bible. And I just wonder where did that come from? Have you ever heard somebody wish you that? I've never heard it specifically said like that. My grandma was actually her her mother immigrated from Costa Rica. They grew up uh, super Catholic. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So she would always have, like, the Blessed Mother by the door. We had to carry, like, uh, I forget which uh, which saint it is, but we have to carry that in our wallet for oh. travel, for protection. I have one in my wallet, actually. There's a specific saint? Yeah. Wow. Right, hold on. I'll, I'll check. But, yeah, there's actually a, a saint for safe travels and stuff. My family is, like, really on that. <laughs> so I've never really heard it that exact way, but wow, that is awesome. I feel like it's kind of the same. I'm gonna find that though. It's somewhere in here. 
But yeah, there's a, there's actually a saint for it. So you have this saint in your wallet? I do. I can, I always carry it around, and like my mama will check me on it too. Are you serious? Yeah, she'd be what? Like, she'd be like, you got that in your wallet? Yeah. I know that's right, mama. That's too cute. How thing. long have you had this saint in your wallet? Uh, your traveling saint in yeah, your wallet? No, like every well, whenever we get a new wallet or something, they mm-hmm. always make sure we have one. And you know what's funny though? I actually have Mamori Charm <gasps> Japan. I keep this in here too. This yes. one's for safe travel too. Oh wait, leave that out. I'm gonna have yeah. to get a picture of this yeah, one. I, I was I was going to get into this because when I get to Japan and I start interviewing them, I want to know about these. You know, there's so many charms different charms. So for, this one's nice. That one's for travel. Though. You know, it's funny. I found that. I can't read at, all this content. I, I found that at the uh, at Meiji at the Meiji Shrine. Meiji Dory. Oh, yeah, we found it there, and it was just like um, someone if it fell or someone had dropped or something. But it's for safe travels, and so I picked it up, kept it. Oh, and that's it beautiful. A, and that was back like oh eight. Yeah, I need to go visit and get get me something for some safe travels, especially from yeah, the shrines. It can't hurt. Well, do you have any traditions or rituals that you do before traveling or before stepping onto a plane? I always say a prayer. What's your prayer? Can you share your prayer? I, I just, you know, I just pray. He watches over the, the pilot, you know, make sure he's alert and stuff. You watch over just, you know, the passengers. Just pray that we get there, you know, have a safe, calm flight and get there safely. And so I always say that before I get on any plane. That is of course so I have it, but <laughs> That's really dope because when I'm, when I'm sitting in the jump seat, that is a prayer that I say. I say, um... You know, Heavenly Father, please watch over the pilots, or please watch over the plane, the pilots, and the passengers on yeah, board. Yeah, basically, like, like just a let general. It, let, us all, let us all get there safely, like. Please, you know, let's get there safely. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and then I can go in depth depending on you know the it's, time it's, that I have. Yeah, I get real specific. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, please let TSA have been awake, Lord Jesus. Let them have scanned these passengers, Lord. Let them have seen. Like it gets real yeah, deep. It depends yeah. on if, mm-hmm. if you got some time. Yeah, if you, you got some add, time, you can add the details. Lord, please let the baggage crew have done their job. Lord, <laughs> any suspicious packages coming in? Yes. Yeah, so I plan on like really posting all of these prayers, just no, in case I, anybody I, else wants to pray them too. Hey, you got to cover all the bases. You got to cover all the bases. I can't I believe you it. said that. I love that. Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. Oh, I love that so much. Um, I don't know where have you been. What what your passport pages look like? Cause you've been out here in these skies. So, like I said, Germany was when I was really young, so I don't really remember that. But like when I was old enough to remember, been to Canada a couple times, like Toronto, Vancouver. Six, 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 six. Um, I'm trying to get out to Montreal because I hear it's live out there. So I want to. I got a friend actually that lives there, and they got a nice art district. That I would like to check out. But went to. To South Korea, did that for my 24th birthday. That was live. <laughs> Soul is live. What was you out there doing? Suwon, I heard they got some of the best fried chicken too. They do. They tried to have me eat dog. I wasn't having it. Ooh, yeah, they, in South Korea, yeah, they, everybody's they, like, "Oh, that's China." Well, I guess people Korea. stereotype all of Asia, Korea, but, but Korea they eat dogs. Was it fried? They have like you know choice of ways. I would have been some. You didn't try it. Well, I I just because the spot they was trying to take me to looked mm-hmm. kind of shady. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, like, I'm nah, like this is not FDA approved. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long them dogs been up in there and stuff like, but. <laughs> But no, we went to the the Mud Festival, and that was real live. What's that? They have a a Mud Festival every year, and it's out in, like, a little beachfront town. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit away from Seoul, but um, it's basically just, like, cosmetic mud. And so you cover yourself, and it's, like, supposed to cleanse your skin, and then you go swim in the ocean. 
and the salt water washes it off. So okay. it's like, but it's Course. just a big mud festival. They just have like mud wrestling, mud sports, different crazy shit. And you just go out there and like get real drunk. And what know. time of year is this? We need to plan a trip. It's actually yeah. in July. It's right before my birthday. Really? Yeah, like because oh. I went for my birthday and it was like that year at least. I think it changes, mm-hmm. but um, but that year I think it's always in July though. We wanted to mark that on our calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. But yeah, but that's that. That's pretty much well. And in Mexico, I mm-hmm. mean, of course, like you know, I've been to like Tijuana and uh, went to Cabo. But that's that's it so far. I'm trying to get to Europe though. <gasps> yes, please get <laughs> over there. They would love you. They need you. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you travel or during your travels, do you happen to have a playlist that you listen to? And if you don't have a playlist, what are three go-to songs that you have to hear while traveling? Well, I have my three songs that I always Ooh, have on my on my uh, my playlist at any given time. First and foremost is Notorious B.I.G. One more chance. The remix, the remix version. Uh, that that's like by far like one of my favorite songs ever. Like I listen to that on repeat, nonstop. So that's definitely one. Um, I would say the Isley Brothers Voyage to Atlantis. Ooh. That's another one. I have oh, I have that nice. in the mix somewhere. And then Nas Street Dreams. Those are three songs I always gotta have on no matter what playlist. So I might have to add that because I don't have any Nas. Nas is, he's he's right up there under Biggie in my book. So nah, I keep Nas up there pretty high. For the taxi takeoff and landing. Thank you for that recommendation. <laughs> Can you please describe a scary or an unpleasant travel experience that you've had? So the flight to Korea scared the hell out of me. Where uh, were when you I, from? I left from Narita because uh, I was living in... Um, in Yamanashi at the mm-hmm. time. I was living out in, in the country. And so I left from Tokyo, from Narita, and flew to Seoul or to Incheon, wherever it's called, uh, airport. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I went there. And then um, when we were taking off and, like, landing, it was, like... <laughs> When he was landing, he he like he actually at one point he was about to land, and then they told him that I guess he wasn't clear to land. Okay. So our <laughs> tires like literally touched the runway, and then we took back off and Again? back up into the air. Yeah. Oh no! And was circling around, and like when he was like descending, he was like it was not gradual, like it was just drop, drop. Like you could feel kind of like we was hitting like like levels of like feet. And I was like, and then when we did finally get down there, that's when that nigga touched the the like runway with the tires, and then had to take back off and like fly. I was like, what the hell's going on? I was man, I was so happy when we got off that flight. I was. Oh, I, I did all wow. kinds of praying and thank Did they have the any announcements or was it? Well, I know the they were announcing them, but it, anything, I usually. mean, that, like they were saying stuff, but it was in Korean. Okay, like, so I didn't, well, I didn't know what they that. were. Yeah, I didn't know what was <laughs> what was being said exactly. So, but yeah, that that was probably the scariest, I think, uh, travel experience. Wow, I, I haven't had that experience. I don't want that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Well, what has been a very uh, memorable, life-changing travel moment for you? I would have to say back in August of 2004, when I first went over to Tokyo. Like, that was my first time in Japan. I was studying abroad, 
and uh you know hadn't lived out the country where i was old enough to like know that i was living out the country and then i signed up at tuj for a year mm-hmm. and it was the day i arrived and like i just remember walking out of narita airport and like it was always my dream to go live in japan so i just remember walking out there and realizing i was there and like just the smell because i'm not not like it's a bad smell but there's it's there's a different a smell, smell in, yes, in japan is. in general yes, and then like then it's like you know they're specifically at the airport and stuff like it's just it's just it's that ramen. different yeah like yeah it's just like it's a different like, like, yeah. no but it's a certain smell it's like, like so ramen just, soup is. yeah so just just knowing like you know what I mean there's like, noodles nearby like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no like seriously though like I feel that no but I mean like it was just you know just knowing that. I was home. there like that that was actually like really memorable I think it still stands out because it was my first time you know what I mean so, so yeah that, I'd have to say that well where would you like to go in the future you said you want to go to Europe yeah I definitely yes. want to get to like I would love to do like a Mediterranean cruise or something oh, like that because I would like yeah that way I could hit Greece and then still see like Spain Italy France like I can hit all them at one time so Cause that's where I would like to go in Europe is definitely hit up those those spots, especially Greece. I feel like Greece would be, and I, I hear the the tickets are reasonable now. I don't oh, know, right. I don't know I don't know what that's about. I don't know I if it's some, I, I don't know if it's some, I don't know if it's something going on in Greece that mm. I, I don't know about. Like right. that's, the why the thing, that's why the tickets are discounted. Like yeah, look, like, am I going into the <laughs> danger better, zone? You better but, check the check the websites but, uh, for safety. But I, yeah, for real though. But I I heard it's cheaper now, so I'm I'm probably looking to go into Greece. All right, take me with you, please, sir. Thank you <laughs> of course. Well, what's some advice that you would give first time travelers or people who are considering? traveling for work or like becoming expats or studying abroad like you did uh what definitely kind of goes along with what we were you were just saying before is like do your research (laughs) before you go anywhere because i think sometimes people just go off of what they think or what like the media puts out there about certain places but like do your research you know and find out about where you're going like Cause I started doing my own stuff with Japan before I actually like moved over there. I started finding out about the culture. Definitely try to pick up the language. Like don't don't you know? Just I don't know who I was gonna be hearing this, but like if you're an American specifically, like don't be that asshole. Don't because we have a very like, bad don't, reputation don't, don't, worldwide. Don't go around and like and yeah, like learn about their culture. Like learn, try to learn their language, even if you can't get great at it. Just I feel like the fact that me and Daisha put effort into learning Japanese while we were over there like that opened up so many more doors and experiences and like stuff that you're not gonna get if you just go over there expecting them to speak english oh and speaking of experiences over there you have to <laughs> tell us about your new title and in induction to the house yeah of Mizrahi. so yes uh shout out to my my legendary mother kopi she uh brought me into the fold into the iconic house of Mizrahi, and her and actually jack Mizrahi, who is you know, anyone that knows ballroom knows Jack Mizrahi. So, like, they actually gave me my ballroom name, which is Kinshasa Mizrahi. And the irony, the, well, the irony of it is <laughs> when she was deciding the name, she was with Jack in New York. And she asked him to help her figure out, you know, what would be a fitting name. And he picked that name from... I think it was Rakishi, one of the wrestlers. Like, it was one of his, like, super attack moves was, like, called oh the Kinshasa, God. like, <laughs> and he always, that was his favorite move. And so, like, he's, like, 
he should be King Shasta, and so like that's actually how like I got. That's kind of dope. Name, you're so. you're named after a move. Yeah, I'm named after a, like, <laughs> like spinning roundhouse like move or something. So and I'm um you know looking forward to getting back over to Tokyo and being able to perfect my voguing under my legendary mother and that's you know beautiful. perform alongside her so that's that's the goal so and that's something that's really popular now like trendy worldwide it's like oh everybody's in the vogue yeah. it's, it's definitely blown up it's not the it's not the underground like stuff that i remember like going to in philly at the breakfast club anybody to know about the breakfast club <laughs> in philly but going there watching them watching the legends like voguing down and stuff but it's it's definitely much more mainstream than that now. I think that's a good thing. It needed exposure. You know what I mean? Well, I'm so happy to reunite with you here in Austin. Likewise. In hometown. This was just an amazing moment. Likewise. This very is exactly much why I want to do too. this. Like, there's so many people that we've met and that we've crossed paths. These backgrounds that you're coming from and your whole travel experience, I just hope it encourages other people to go ahead and go out. Get out there and see. See what the world has to offer, y'all. Can people much. reach you? Because I know you are on these social media. <laughs> Yes. So, is there anywhere there, there, that people can contact you if they have questions? I mean, there it's coming. It's coming. I I I really like. Cause aside from like, I I have my you know my Facebook, but I don't have an official one for Kinshasa and stuff yet. But okay, we when that comes, she's one. going to get I'll that out there. It. She'll, she'll get it out there. I promise. I'll make sure I you all have it. Well, thank you very much for being on Traveling Grace and oh, Mercy. Thank you. thank you for having me and blessing my life because I missed you so much over the years. <laughs> oh my gosh. You were such an important part of the my bond life is real. The bond is real. <laughs> so I can't wait to get back over to Tokyo with you. And everybody listening, you can follow me on Traveling Grace and Mercy. It's at Travel Grace Mercy on all social media, media networks at T R A V L G R A C M E R C Y. Please feel free to just reach out, follow, and guests that we have on here, feel free to reach out to them too. So I hope you're encouraged to travel and may you all have traveling grace and mercy.